Michigan State University Healthcare and Carmanis Cancer Institute at McLaren Greater Lansing have welcomed their newest physician, Jason B. Field, MD. Dr. Field is a nationally recognized gynecologic oncologist. He brings more than 15 years of oncology experience to mid-Michigan. Dr. Field specializes in minimally invasive surgery, open debulking of ovarian cancer, chemotherapy and hormone therapy treatments for women with gynecologic cancers, including ovarian and endometrial cancer. Since 2012, he has served as principal investigator for gynecologic oncology group, NRG Oncology Clinical Trials, which is responsible for improving and expanding cancer diagnosis and treatment. Dr. Field is assistant professor and director of the Division of Gynecologic Oncology in the Department of Obstetrics, Gynecology, and Reproductive Biology in the College of Human Medicine at Michigan State University, and it's a pleasure to welcome him to MSU today. Good to talk with you, Dr. Field. Thank you for, for having me here today. What is gynecologic oncology and what does a gynecologic oncologist do? Um, yeah, gynecologic oncology has a bit of a name problem. Um, it's basically, they're basically specialists in women's cancer. Um, so we treat women with uh, cancers of the reproductive tract and sometimes benign problems as well. Um, so problems with the, the uterus, the cervix, the ovaries, the tubes, um, we do both surgery and chemotherapy and coordinate, um, radiation oncology care, uh, for women with gynecologic cancers. So we're a bit like the primary care doctor for women with those types of cancers. So tell me a little bit more about your background and, and how you arrived at MSU. Um, well, I'm from Michigan, from Kalamazoo, Michigan. I uh, did my undergraduate at U of M in microbiology. I went to Wayne State University for medical school. I stayed there for my residency training at Hutzel Hospital in obstetrics and gynecology. I did research with uh, virologist Wayne Lancaster and human papillomavirus and cervical dysplasia and cervical cancers. Um, and then went on to do my fellowship at the UTMB Galveston. Um, in 2006, I came back to Michigan and worked with a, a, a former chair and colleague um, and was in practice for 15 years in, in the Detroit area. Um, found out that uh, another former colleague, Rick Leach, was uh, now the department chair here and they were interested in starting a program in gynecologic oncology and and really it was Dr. Leach that was the you know the attraction for me to come over this way. Tell me more what attracted you to this position at this time at MSU. The biggest thing that a gynecologic oncologist likes to do is be busy taking care of patients um, and this area has been without a gynecologic oncologist so Everyone was really enthusiastic about being able to offer those services in this area. Um, Dr. Leach has a, a really strong research program um, that already does a lot of research in the areas of endometrial cancer and ovarian cancer, in addition to issues with fertility and oncofertility and endometriosis. Um, so they, he felt that I could really contribute to that research program as well as 
um, begin a clinical program. And, and what are your research and patient care specialties? What are your, your goals as you get started at MSU? Well, my main goal is to take excellent care of patients, um, doing you know excellent surgery and care for patients kind of through the, the life cycle after their diagnosis with, with a cancer. Um, research interests that can, we can contribute um, tissues from those patients for the basic and translational science that's going on in the lab. And, and do you see breakthroughs in the cancer treatment you specialize in on the horizon? What's sort of the state of gynecologic oncology these days? I mean, there's been amazing breakthroughs in the last three years. Um, we'd gone, I don't know, through sort of a 10-year dry period with not a lot of new treatments. Um, and in the last three years, we've got a whole new class of treatment for patients with ovarian cancer that overlaps with breast cancer patients, um, the PARP inhibitors um, that are really effective in patients with genetic predisposition to, to breast and ovarian cancer. Uh, but we're finding that 50% of patients, whether they've inherited those mutations or not, um, can benefit from those drugs, um, which is really exciting. Um, we're realizing how much earlier to, to offer those treatments to patients. The next step is combinations of new therapies to, to treat patients when they, once they've developed resistance to, to drugs. What are some challenges in getting to where you want to be? And then also, what are you optimistic about? Well, first step is just getting my name out. Um, uh, so this is a great step in that direction. Uh, in the age of COVID, there aren't any in-person grand rounds or meetings, so it's all virtual meetings like this, which uh, is is very different for somebody that, you know, during the whole pandemic, I've been in the office and in the operating room seeing patients every day. Um, you know, the difference for me has been like the big groups, the grand rounds and meetings are now virtual. Um, I have done some virtual and telemedicine visits with patients, which I think has been really nice for patients to not have to travel and also to stay safe in, in, in the age of COVID. I assume you see telemedicine staying around in some form. I hope it does. Yeah. I mean, some insurance companies, my understanding, have backed off on, on, on allowing it. Um, this was a, you know, a breakthrough. It was only sort of exceptional areas that had telemedicine available. I know MSU did, did have some telemedicine, but uh, the increase was almost instantaneous last March um, that you know, was automatically approved to be used as a regular visit. Um, a lot of my patients are elderly and are brought by you know, their kids or their relatives and have transportation issues and Kind of functional limitations. So to be able to not have to, you know, get out, get in a car, get in a parking spot and make their way into a clinic and instead be able to, you know, hook up to somebody's smartphone, I, I think is just really nice for patients. I don't know that I'm great at it yet because of my presence um, with a video screen, but I, I just think it's really nice for patients to have that as an option. Right. And better to that than nothing, I suppose. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if this question is too pie in the sky, Dr. Field, but do you think we can cure cancer? Is that a, a dream or a reality? I mean, cancer isn't one thing. No. Um, it, it's one of the reasons that what I do is so interesting. Um, ovarian cancer is really, you know, from a doctor's perspective and a scientist's 
perspective really interesting because the ovaries can make anything, a whole person. So the range of cancers that come from the ovary are so different. I'm always, you know, in awe of my pathologist to be able to tell the difference in, in the different histologies and types of cancer just from the small amount of tissue that we give them. Um, there's, there's so much variety. Um, I think we're getting better and better in the last, you know, three, four or five years, things have, have sort of rapidly moved in a direction that nobody anticipated um, just, you know, from 10 years ago. Um, so always the hope is to get rid of it, but it's not, it's not one thing. It's not that simple. That makes sense. So I'm just curious too, how early in life did you know you wanted to be a physician? I can already sense your care for helping people. Um, it was really early on for knowing I wanted to go into medicine, uh, probably my, you know, seventh, eighth and ninth grade biology teachers and science teachers, uh, just with the excitement that they had for it, uh, the idea of understanding how our bodies work. Um, you know, I, I, I think that's really interesting and just sort of essential knowledge that, that I had to have. And I, you know, sometimes feel bad for, for patients that, that don't understand their bodies that well. And I was, you know, they're lucky if they have an advocate, a, you know, a nurse or some medical person in the family. Oftentimes I'll, you know, talk to a son or daughter-in-law that's across the country to, you know, at the same time I'm seeing a patient so that they can kind of be there to listen and, and kind of bring it to a more personal level of understanding for patients. So, um, so yeah, I knew, I knew I wanted to do medicine for sure from early on. Well, you know, potential patients can certainly Google Dr. Jason Field, but what is the best way for, for people to obtain your services? And I guess a second part of that question, what do you want us to keep in mind about gynecologic oncology in general? I mean, the biggest thing for patients is, is the stuff they do for themselves every day, trying to eat healthy, trying to stay active and exercise. Um, two thirds of cancers can be prevented by things like not smoking and eating healthy and exercising. Um, and, you know, several of the cancers I take care of are really helped by people that live a healthy lifestyle. So that's probably the biggest thing you're going to do. Um, the next step is to see your doctor yearly. Um, you know, for women, I think they should be seeing their gynecologist yearly and they're going to screen them for cancers um, like cervical cancer. Um, and ask them questions related to the other types of cancers that I treat. If they notice differences in their body, like bleeding when they haven't had a period in a long time or problems where they're losing weight and not really trying to lose weight or having trouble eating or problems using the bathroom or, or new pains or discomforts that they haven't had before, um, if those stick around for three weeks, they should get those checked out by their primary doctor and their gynecologist. And usually the way I see patients is their, you know, excellent primary doctors have picked up that something's wrong um, and oftentimes sent them for, you know, tests or imaging. So by the time I see them, it's, you know, very obvious what's going on, whereas it can sometimes take, you know, weeks, months, and even a year to figure out, you know, that first part who they need to see. Well, Dr. Field, it's been great talking with you. And thank you for talking with me today on MSU Today. My pleasure. Thank you for taking the time. That's Jason B. Field, MD.
and he's a gynecologic oncologist new to Michigan State University. He's an assistant professor and director of the Division of Gynecologic Oncology in the Department of Obstetrics, Gynecology, and Reproductive Biology in the College of Human Medicine at Michigan State University. And I'm Russ White for MSU Today.